morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I want to welcome you to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm Renee Swanson, your host and creator of the podcast. And I have a really special guest with us here today. I have Dr. Erica Ellis. Uh, good morning, Dr. Ellis. Good morning, Renee. I'm thrilled to be here. Noah, thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Ellis is a licensed psychologist, a best-selling author, and a leading expert on child-centered divorce. Uh, after working with the thousands of divorcing families, many that were high conflict over the past 30 years, she's discovered crucial steps that every parent must take to protect their children and create a healthy future for their new family. And all of you who have been dealing with narcissistic people, uh, narcissistic exes, you understand the value of protecting your children. So Dr. Ellis is going to share some of that with us today. Her unique approach to all of this has helped countless families to navigate that divorce process in a way that reduces conflict, stress, and uncertainty. Also setting up these children for you know healthy relationships, emotional stability, and personal success. So Dr. Ellis, I, I think that sums up just a, a good start for us. And I thank you for joining us today. Thanks. That was a great introduction. I appreciate it. And I'm so happy to be here today. You know, I have a passion about helping kids uh, predominantly because I was a child of divorce myself and I lived the pain. I lived the trauma. And honestly, I had wonderful parents. I was lucky to not have narcissists as a parent, um, but even the most well-meaning of parents can make mistakes without even knowing that they're making mistakes. And the damage is so possible to happen if you're not aware of the things to be doing to avoid those mistakes. And when you add a narcissist to the mix, oh my gosh, the the the, the opportunity for, for damage to the children just becomes multiplied. So I've been in practice for 30 something years. I've been focused on really helping kids heal from the damage in my clinical practice. But over the last couple of years, since I created the Child Healthy Divorce Journey, I'm more focused on trying to prevent that. And, and I understand the potential for damage having a narcissistic spouse in this mix uh, because they struggle to be a parent even before you've gotten divorced. And once the divorce happens and there's a co-parenting issue, it's even that more challenging. So I, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because again, my passion is to figure out how to help the kids and kids in these situations really, really need your help as the healthy parent. Uh, yes, they do. And I thank you so much for getting on that journey because that was, that was part of my fear when I was going through this whole thing and going through the divorce was my own kids. And I think that's a lot the case with a lot of our members. So from a psychological perspective, why is it important to understand the difference between a true narcissist versus a person whose behavior or emotions have significantly deteriorated during the stress of a marriage ending? So, you know, divorce often brings out the worst in all of us. It's an incredibly stressful situation. And there are some people who just become, you know, jerks as they're going through, <laughs> through a divorce, right? It brings Very out our our worst, our worst selves. But somebody who's truly a narcissist is a totally different issue, right? And it's so important to understand that difference, predominantly so your expectations are realistic. You need to know what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with. And, you know, thinking to yourself, hey, you know what, my spouse is just going through a stressful time. I know when the stress is over, things are going to return to some normalcy and we'll be okay. 
But when you're divorcing a narcissist, that's not the situation. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better because as they go through the divorce process, all their worst self is really going to come out and all of their symptoms are going to become magnified. And you need to have reasonable expectations of, of who this person is, how they're going to be as a co-parent, and, and what you have to do to protect yourself and your kids going forward. So understanding that difference is so important in terms of what you could reasonably expect. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and knowing like uh, as you learn more, like my members learn more about covert narcissism, then also understanding kind of where their ex or their soon to be ex fits on that spectrum, you know, of what you're describing. Is it just, you know, occasional behaviors or is this a true full blown uh, situation? Right. And and honestly, you know, narcissism doesn't just start in the midst of your divorce, right? I mean, this person has been narcissistic the entire time. True. And and maybe they did a good job covering it. And maybe, you know, you weren't sure what you were dealing with. But now that the marriage is over and your primary responsibility is figuring out how to protect yourself and your kids, you need to know exactly what you're dealing with. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So given how important it is to have realistic expectations for your narcissistic ex's behavior, can you talk about why parenting itself poses such a challenge for them and how this tends to play out, you know, in their relationship with their children? Sure. Well, you know, the the traits of a narcissist are honestly totally opposite the traits of a good parent, right? Very true. So, you know, all of their traits are at odds of positive parenting. So they're unable to provide unconditional love because their, the approval is contingent upon the kids meeting their needs. That's not what unconditional love is, right? Mm-hmm. You don't love your kids only if they meet your needs. You, you should love them all the time. Narcissists struggle with that. Um, they're unable to put their kids' needs above their own. And as parents, we know that lots of times you need to put your kids' (laughs) needs above your own. Narcissists struggle to do that, right? They're so self-involved. They're so self-centered. It's so hard for them to do that. Yeah, they can't put their needs, they can't put anybody's needs above their own. Exactly. Not even their kids. Right. Um, They're unable to be an empathic listener or to provide emotional support. Because again, they, they have no capacity for empathy. And our kids need that from us, right? That mm-hmm. That's part of being a, a positive parent. Um, they're unable to differentiate between bad behavior and the kid being a bad person. So when your child does something wrong, a good parent is like, hey, I love you, but that behavior wasn't okay. A narcissist goes right for the kill, right? Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing that? What what kind of person are you, right? Those mm-hmm. things are so damaging. Um, and they struggle to co-parent even when they're married. So, because they know so little about their kids because they're so self-involved. Um, and the one last thing that's hard for them to do is since their primary goal is to control it's really hard for them to foster independence in their kids. And, you know, you and I both have kids that that have gone through the teenage years, right? Part of our job is to foster independence, to to help them grow up and and make their own choices and their own decisions. But narcissists want to control everything. So, so many of their traits are just counter to their ability to be a good parent. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you're very, very right in, in what you're saying there. And and they just um, another, you know, just to add to it a little bit of kind of what I dealt with is that they uh, he would always then look at me with a lot of jealousy regarding my relationship with my kids. But he never acknowledged the work that I put in. I put right. in so much effort into having that good relationship with my kids, but he never saw that. He always just was so jealous of my relationship and how lucky I was. And it was never about the effort. Right. Yeah. It, it was nothing about luck. Right. Right. You, right. You worked really hard to create that. Relationship. I worked really hard for it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So all of those challenges often leave the other parent feeling totally helpless. They're hopeless and they're lacking um, like they, they lack any ability to protect themselves and their children from this emotional damage. Can you talk about this sense of powerlessness and your thoughts about how people can get beyond that? Yeah, you know, I think being married to a narcissist is full of a sense of powerlessness, right? Um, Definitely. You know, it, it feels like there's nothing that you could do to make things better. Um, but once the marriage is over, I think it's so important to empower yourself and understand the things that are within your control to do. And in, in my system, I talk about a personal oath, right, to owning what's in your control accepting what's not in your control, taking charge of the things that are in your control, because that's your best step to healing, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think there's things that parents can do to protect themselves. And I think that there's things that they could do to protect their kids. But let's start with kind of empowering yourself as the parent. Um, I think, first of all, you have to, as we talked about a little earlier, you have to reframe your expectations, and be realistic about their ability to co-parent with you, right? You have to expect the challenges. You, you have to understand what you're dealing with and that it's not going to be an easy road. And that's a that's a tough one to embrace, but that's the reality. Well, you have to let go of that image that you still have that things are going to be good. Right. That and, Because it's an unreasonable hope at this right. point, right? Right. Um, so there's a couple of things that are so important. And the first one is you have to establish firm boundaries. That is so huge. And the boundaries need to be about communication in particular. And I often talk about trying to create one mode of communication, preferably either email or an app, something that gives you some emotional distance from the communication, right? Right. And you stick to that no matter what. Like those boundaries are going to be so, so important. Um you, your ex is going to feed on your reactions. So you need to minimize those reactions as best as you can to avoid them escalating. And it's like every time you get on a phone call or you email them, or you're going to have some communication, try to keep your emotions out of it as best as you possibly can. Yeah. You in, know, the, in the narcissistic world, we call that gray rock. Is yep. be, a, be a gray rock to them, as boring as you can possibly be, so that you're yep. not fueling them every time you react. You stick to the facts. You don't let them get you suckered in, right? right. right. Uh, because that's the, that's the escalating pattern, right? They suck you in, you escalate with them, and then you become the crazy person, right? right. Um, so that's the place you need to break that cycle. So you need to, to stay non-emotional. You need to have as minimal contact with them as you can. Um, you need to maintain perspective on the conflicts. It's, it's not your inadequacy. 
It's their ego, their low self-esteem. It's not about you and what's wrong with you. And you've heard that for your entire marriage, right? Right. Now's the time to be able to say to yourself, this isn't about me. I'm not getting sucked into it. I'm going to set these boundaries and I'm going to stick to them and they are not going to get my goat. And every time you have an interaction with them, you need to remind yourself of that. Yes. And, And one other thing I would say, when you create a parenting plan, with a narcissist. There's no room for flexibility. Okay. Your, your parenting plan needs to be as detailed and as fixed as it could possibly be. Cause the more detail that you have in that parenting plan, the less conflict that you're going to have, you know, in a, in a, in a less conflictual marriage, you could have a parenting plan that has a lot of flexibility in it. Mm-hmm. Don't do that here because that's going to be an incredible setup for one conflict after another, because they're going to look for the holes. They're going to look for the ways that they could push and test the limits. So being firm, being consistent, setting boundaries, having detailed plan, having realistic expectations of who you're dealing with. Those are ways you're going to protect yourself. That's really valuable information. And, and you're so right. They look for every loophole they can possibly look um, look for and find even loopholes that you don't believe are there and, and aren't there, they'll still create it as a spot for conflict. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that your main focus is on helping parents learn how to best protect their children from divorce related damage. And you and I have talked some, you know, uh, over the last few weeks about that. How is it possible to accomplish that goal when you're really dealing with a narcissistic parent? Is that really possible? Well, I think the the primary principle that I want people to walk away from this podcast with is that one is better than none, right? You can't control their behavior, but you have the ability to control your own and you doing things in a child-centered way that keeps your kids' needs first is going to go so far in protecting your children. So there's two things I want to talk about here that in general, there's a there's a a document called the Children's Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights for Children of Divorce. And it lays out 15 things that your children have the right to as they go through a divorce. And and just to give you a couple of them, uh, the right not to be used as a messenger, the right not to be a secret keeper, the right not to be asked to choose between parents. So you have to rise above your ex's bad behavior and follow everything in this Bill of Rights for Children. You need to not make the mistakes that your ex is going to be making, and they will be making them. They will be violating pretty much everything on this list. But you can't get sucked into their negative behavior and think, well, they're doing it, so my best way to protect myself is for me to do it too. No, it can't be that way. You need to do everything that you know is right, regardless of their behavior. Yeah, that's hard to so, do. It's so hard to do. Yeah, that's hard to but, do. But if you keep your kids' needs as the priority, that's what they need from you. They need one parent who's going to be an appropriate social and emotional role model, right? They're not going to get that from, from the narcissistic parent. And, and yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on you as the healthy parent, right? Um, it doesn't need mean you need to be the perfect parent. It doesn't mean you need to do everything right. 
but you need to try to provide them with a role model of appropriate emotional behavior. You need to try to be the safe parent, the person who could be calm and non-emotional and consistent and structured and provide them with unconditional love because you're the only one that's going to have the possibility of giving that to them. Um, you, You need to try to parent with empathy because that is an absolute impossibility for your ex. So to put your kids' feelings first. And again, I, I'm not expecting you to become super parent, right? I mean, <laughs> right. You're, you're still human, right? right. Um, well, part of being that perfect parent is showing your humanness because your kids are human. And, exactly. and you have to show them that humanness. We're not robots and you're not a robot and you don't want them to see you as a robot. Absolutely. And you know what? If you make a mistake, you as the healthy person could say, I'm really sorry. I screamed at you, right? Right, because that's what Um, they're not going to get from that other parent. Exactly. So you can't be the perfect robot, as you said. But the if you do make a mistake and, and you're having a bad day and you do go off on them because they really frustrated you to the point that you couldn't stand it anymore, you could come back to them and say, hey, honey, I'm, I'm so sorry. I know right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that. They are not going to get that from their narcissistic parent. No, they are not. Right. Yeah. And so, it's so valuable. It's so valuable. So you don't have to be a perfect parent. You have to be a parent that that is, is a healthy non-narcissistic <laughs> parent. And that's going to go so far. Right. You have yes. that in you. Right. That That's not a reach. You have that in you. Um, so you also need to help your kids learn how to recognize and express their feelings because they, they didn't have a good role model for that, right? Hopefully you're modeling that and, and you need to model that for them and also teach them how to do that. So, you know, to give them opportunities, like how, how, how are you feeling about that? Right. To give them chances to talk about how they feel and, and to support that and value that. Um, and, and honestly, I also think that that part of protecting your kids is getting them a therapist. They've been through a lot of trauma. You probably need a therapist and they probably need a therapist. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes kids don't want to burden you with, with their struggles because they know you're already struggling enough. So giving them somebody that they could talk to, which is their safe place, can also be incredibly, incredibly useful. Yeah. So I think those are, in a nutshell, I think those are the most important things that you could do to protect your kids from a narcissistic ex. Yeah. Very, very good thoughts. Very good advice. So uh, how can listeners learn more about your protect system, as well as I believe you have some online training that's focused on how to co-parent with a narcissist? I do. So let me just briefly tell you what this protect system is. It's a seven step system that is very strategic um, and goes through the three most important relationships in your life, your relationship with yourself, with your ex and with your kids. And it kind of goes through step by step how you could address the best ways to protect your kids. And just to just briefly, it's like the step one is proclaim your power and responsibility. Step two is rising above your painful emotions. Step three is, is overhauling your co-parenting relationship, even if it's into a parallel parenting kind of relationship. Step four is transforming your parenting. Step five is engaging the court system strategically. 
Step six is creating strategic coping mechanisms for your kids. And step seven is learning to thrive in the new normal. So it's a step-by-step process that I that I go through strategies and tactics and, and ways of, of best protecting yourself and your kids as you go through this divorce. And I have um, a free starter kit that I would love for any of your listeners to, to get. You could go to CCDJ, as in Child Centered Divorce Journey, ccdjstarterkit.com, and you could get a complimentary copy of that starter kit. And I think it would be wonderful for people to take a look at it. That's great. Um, yeah. And I'll include that in the notes on this uh, podcast episode, as well as awesome. you know on the mailing list and everywhere that I can put that out. Awesome. And then I also have a specific course um, that's entitled uh, How to Co-Parent with a Narcissist. And it's going to go into much more detail than we had in our 20 minutes time to talk about today. But, mm-hmm. you know, I start out talking about the difference between a personality trait and a personality disorder. I go into great detail about the diagnostic criteria for a narcissistic personality disorder so people could really understand, you know, what it takes to have that diagnosis. I talk about how it manifests in a, in a relationship, um, the ABCs of being in a relationship with a narcissist. Um, and then I, I go into, again, in more detail, how these traits impact their ability to parent. What happens when your marriage to a narcissistic spouse fails? And then how to protect yourself and how to protect your kids. So it's an online on-demand course. There's two um, hour-long trainings uh, about the issues that I just spoke about. And then the third hour is a conversation with an attorney who has extensive experience working with narcissistic divorces. Um, And she talks about some of the most important legal issues both during and after the divorce to, to pay attention to in order to protect yourself and your kids. So um, that's available um, at uh, parentingwithanarcissist.com. And hopefully you'll have that up as well. But these are some great resources. And, and again, you know, I, I am 100% dedicated to helping people figure out how to protect their kids. Um, and, you know, this is a tough situation. There's so much potential for damage, but there's also so much potential for you as the healthy parent to mitigate that damage. And that's what I want you to learn. And that's what I hope to help support you with. Well, thank you so much. These are amazing resources. I know that they will be of incredible value to our world. And uh, and it's all about breaking that cycle, you know, breaking the cycle of, of the damage going on inside of our families, inside of our homes. So thank you so much, Dr. Ellis, for joining us today. It is a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Thank you. It was my pleasure, too. And I and I hope that it that people walk away with some useful information and feel empowered that there are things they could do to protect their kids. Absolutely. Yes, there are things to do. And I tell my listeners all the time is, look, just take it one step at a time. You know, every day, just do whatever is the next right thing. Uh, when you're with a narcissist, life can be incredibly overwhelming. And if you try to look at the whole picture all at once, it's just a little bit too much um, to comprehend and, and to um to handle. And so definitely just take things one step at a time. Um, I will be including all the notes in uh, in the notes. I'll be including all the links to these programs and, and ways that you can get in touch with Dr. Ellis. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us here today. I wish you so much peace in your journey of healing. I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. 
When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.